0: Somehow landed on my head, five foot eight head, and I, I flicked it on over the keeper. And uh, all the town fans were behind the goal, and it was just an amazing moment. Like nineteen years of age, just that feeling.
1: Hey guys, it's producer Ross here, and welcome back to another edition of the Ross Meet series. A series where I catch up with former town players and talk about their careers, from the ups. To the downs and everything in between. Once again, hope you all are keeping safe and well in self isolation and have a week down in lockdown. And here we go, the sixth episode of my series. Let me know, give me some feedback, guys, on what you thought of the previous episode so far. It's been great bringing you these, bringing back memories, talking about different players, and also let me know if there's any players you'd like to hear from. Let me know and I'll see what I can do. But here we go. The sixth edition of Ross Meats and um, I know I'm racking up my Irish players now. This is my third Irish player that I've spoken to who has played for town. Of course, I previously had Billy Clark and George O'Callaghan and today I'm joined by former town forward Rodan Murray, who's also Irish and a player that came over from Ireland, was scouted by a former town player in Robin Turner and it was really good speaking to Rodan and uh, he spoke about different things during his time at the club and his career as a whole. Of course, he played under his boyhood hero, Roy Keane, during his time at the club. He also went on to score on his debut against Exeter City in the League Cup. And, of course, that season was the season where we went on to reach the semi-finals and played Arsenal at Portman Road and at the Emirates. And he mentioned that that season as a whole. Of course, then Paul Jewell came in. He spoke about his time under Paul Jewell. Then he went out on loan to Swindon Town, which was very successful indeed. He went on to help them win the League Two title and also played at Wembley. Unfortunately, not on the winning side, and of course he was under management of Palio De Canio, so he mentioned him as a manager. Uh, and then he got released by Town and joined Knights County, which was under his former reserve boss at Itchery Town, Chris Coombe. So he mentioned his time there, and now he's back in Ireland, and it was just great chatting to Ryan and bring about memories during his time at the club. Hope you enjoy the episode, guys, and let's get right into this interview. Hello, Ryan. How are you? How are you, Russ? Yeah, very good. Um, good 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 how are you in these uh strange strange times in self-isolation
0: <laughs> it's uh it's tough but yeah. it's tough on everybody so uh we all just need to hang in there yeah. and uh and do it it's, it's for the right cause so um you just have to try and keep fit and active yeah. and keep the mind off things yeah. uh keep the mind right and everything else will be be all right so um yeah, it's tough on everyone
1: yeah. where are you um, where are you currently based at the moment I'm at home 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 where I grew up in County okay. Mayo and oh, the west
0: coast of Ireland so it's um, it's nice and remote so yeah. it's not uh, it's out in the
1: countryside that's good you're of course you're, you're you know still currently playing football or not you know playing at the moment but you're still actively playing um, for Sligo you're are they are they in contact with you about get, keeping fit and stuff like that
0: yeah, yeah, we've got a we've got our program to do, and um, uh, we get updated our program every weekend for the week coming. So um, you know we're keeping active that way, and then you do your own bits in between to keep keep, keep tapping up the fitness. So it's uh, it's tough to keep motivated because you don't have that game on the on the Saturday to, to look forward to. But um, and you're going out on these runs by yourself. It's, yeah. it's it's tough to get to get up for them, but. Um, you know, I've set up a WhatsApp group with a couple of lads. Us just keep that's good. just throwing um, whatever you're doing and keep the motivation up, and uh, that's the only way you can do things now at the minute.
1: Of course, you said you were born in County Mayo. Um yeah. Did you always wanted to play football? Did you always enjoy playing football?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, from a young age, I think most footballers just picked up the picked up a ball of any sizes when they were when they started to walk and, and kicked around the place, so that's, that's the way I started and whatever sport it was, I'd give it a go, it, it wasn't necessarily uh, football that um, I was playing all the time, it was every sport, but uh, of course I enjoyed it, um, but there's, like I said, I'm from Mayo and it was, uh, Gaelic football is a massive, massive mm. thing here in Mayo, so I played that as well and um, so is the decision like a lot of Irish lads have to make when it comes to 13, 14, 15. A decision that uh, makes up the rest of your life really. So um, I I chose soccer and uh, it was, uh, um, I went from there.
1: I've um, I've been speaking to a few Irish players who play for town, and they they say soccer as well. Um, George O'Callaghan, I spoke to him. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, he was. The, he came in. I was there when George was there as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. For
1: a while. You um you were spotted by Robin Turner, I think. I think I hopefully got my facts right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, Robin, yeah, Robin is he's a caretaker. Um, uh, in he was a caretaker in the school in my secondary school, so. Okay. Um, but he was reffing. He was reffing back then when I was, uh, you know, eleven, twelve, and he seen. He spotted me, and we have a competition called the Kennedy Cup where a lot of Irish get uh, spotted, and a lot of scouts go from all over England. So, um, I think Robin just gave the nod that I was playing for Mayo, yep. and uh, they had a look, and they decided to take me over from there.
1: How how was that, like, transition of moving to England, you know, joining Town. Like, how was that sort of transition for you? Because, you know, for Town, we're known for bringing Irish players over. How was that sort of coming over? Did you... Is that something you really want to do? Because, of course, you know, you wanted to play, you know, football.
0: Yeah. Um, no, the, the Irish thing really... really helped me make my decision up mm. on where I was going to go in England. Because there was... Um, there was a few clubs interested, um, but with the you know the likes of Vaughan Carvin, Shane Stuppel there, um, and the whole host of Billy Clark, all host of Irish lads there, Jared Nash, um, to name a few, um, really helped in the decision, and of course David Cawley then came over with me, who'd be only an hour away from me in Belna in Mayo as well, so he... Um, Going over with him, who someone that would be in the same board as me, yeah. really helped the decision to to join Ipswich, and it was it was a great club to join because their facilities and their their coaching is second to none.
1: Where were you? Were you in a digs or anything like that at the start?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, we're in digs for, for years. Yeah. We're in uh, Elm Road in Rushmere St Andrews, yeah. um, with the Jervises, and then we went to Stoke Park with Doreen and Ian so it was well we'd, we'd five or six years in digs like so is that with um, David was, as well that was with David as yeah. well yeah yeah we are joined to the hip at that stage
1: you're um you're both now like together at Slingo as well are not you yeah
0: yeah yeah we're back we're back playing together so he's he's about 40 minutes from Sligo I'm an hour and 40 but they're the club that's the closest okay. football club to, to us to me like so that's yeah. that um it was tough to get to soccer games like at a high level when I was younger, so uh, that's why the Gaelic was so prominent.
1: Um, we're going to first talk about a manager that you had, um, or the first team manager at the time, Jimmy and of course was in charge, do you have any interaction with him during your early early days as a youth player? Um, yeah,
0: so me and Dave went over uh, when we were in transition here which is his school year in Ireland, and we were allowed to go over for six weeks on and and six weeks back in school, so that was was a help, but he was a manager at that stage, and he seen me training. One day I went over and signed a two-year scholarship, and uh, he pulled me in the office one day after seeing me training. He gave me, at 15, he gave me a pro contract there, and then for when my scholarship ended, so... uh, was that was a surreal day because he just he pulled me into the office and you're thinking geez what what i do now or whatever and he just turned around and he was so intimidating this northern irish (laughs) (laughs) shouting and screaming but he he was calm and he he was like uh what do you have have on your deagle and i said i've well i have a two-year scholarship and he goes right, we'll put a year's pro on that and the end of that. Are you happy with that? Yeah. And I was like, jeez, <laughs> of course I'm happy with yeah. that. Uh, right, sound, and then shook my hand and that was it. Left the office and I was like, what's just after I happened there? But that was a big, big thing for me when I was 15 to get a professional contract. Yes. Yeah. That's what you're fighting for. That's what you're, you're, you're dreaming of. So that was my first professional contract offered to me. No money talked, no, no, yeah. no nothing. So it was, uh, That was my first real interaction with him, but uh, he was a first manager, yeah. Yeah,
1: of course, and he, unfortunately, got sacked, and uh, Roy Keane came in. Uh, What was your, sort of, like, where were you when that, sort of, got announced and everything?
0: I was in digs again. Me and David Cawley were sharing a room at this stage, and we we had a big TV in the room, separating the two beds, and... uh, that's all we did was watch TV and play football, but uh, came, Sky Sports news is on, of course, and just came on the bottom of the screen, and in whatever colour it is, uh, uh, Roy Keane is new manager of Ipswich Town, and like he was a hero for me and yeah, David growing up, so he, it was it was surreal, and so you're seeing it on Sky Sports, you're thinking, whoa, he's going to be our manager, like on Monday morning. This is probably on a Saturday. Or something, it's like he's gonna be our manager on Monday and next thing sure enough he's he comes in the door on, on Monday, so um it, it was surreal to see one day he's your hero, next thing he's your manager, so it's it's it, your mindset changes uh, slightly
1: and um but you know, that's 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 how it all started. Can you um remember your first sort of meeting with him or in, in training with him?
0: To be honest I can't because yeah. we were um we were we were in the U team so we weren't we weren't in contention for playing first team football so like the U team stuck with the U team and the first team stuck with the first team so I think Luke Hyam was getting a little bit of a sniff yeah. at the time and he liked Luke mm-hmm. and so he'd report back to us, he'd come back to our changing room and and we'd be like asking him what what it's like and all that but Luke would not give away much as <laughs> usual but uh yeah I can't really remember I just remember I got on the bench I I played in a pre-season game against Bury Town and mm-hmm. it was like a second string reserve team game yeah. and I think I scored the last in the winner like in this game and didn't think much of it but um he he liked it and he put me on the bench then for Shrewsbury away in the Carolling Cup I think it was at the yeah. time and uh, that was the first time i seen my name on the back of the jersey and all them all them kind of things were were kicking in uh, and then of course Connor Wickham was playing that time and he was just bursting onto the scene and I think he scored two goals that, yeah. that game and he was only I, I was nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, 18-19 so he must have only been 17 or something yeah and he was he was ripping it up, and I was thinking, well, if he can do it, because he he came through, if he can do it, then I can do it. Even though I was half his size, yeah. but it gave me a bit of confidence to to you know to think, yeah, it's it's men's football, but Connor's out there, and he's only seventeen, and he's able to yeah. score goals, so um, why not give it a go?
1: Yeah. You um, of course, you're known for your prolific spell in the youth teams scoring loads of goals i've got a few of your stats up here a lot of goals were scored um you're saying about you know you signed your first pro deal of course you were among like seven academy players offered pro deals by jim mcgillian at the time that must have been great for all of you you know involved and to uh, hopefully all of you jump into the first team at some point
0: yeah i think that was Roy really Keane. that's that uh, offered us all deals yeah. I think there was there was there was eight oh, okay. there was eight of us or something that got offered which was never was sort of unheard of yeah. because once you come out of the youth team you're looking at two three max players getting pro deals so it gave the lads an extra year to to prove themselves so it was great it was great um it was great, I, I I got mine, like I said, from Jim and Jilton's, the mine was kind of in the bag, but it was, I remember those, it was nervous meetings, and um, I remember from the year previous, the lads coming out from the office, and you're just waiting in the canteen for, for the news to break, of if they got one or not, and it was just, it was like a X Factor auditions, like just one day was determining, determining the ne- your next year, like, and you know, lads would be heartbroken, lads would be delighted, or whatever, but... Um, they all seemed to come out with, 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 uh, with Pro Deal, so it was, gr- it was a great day. Um, that, w- that was a big celebration that everyone got uh, another year to, uh, a Crack of the Whip.
1: Definitely. So from Pro Deal to making your debut, of course, that was probably your goal for that season. Of course, what a debut it was against Exeter City in the um, Carling Cup back then. Uh, how was that, yeah. you know, at first making your debut, coming off the bench and playing professional football?
0: Yeah, that, that was a year on Then from from the Shrewsbury when I was on the bench at Shrewsbury, yeah. so then he, he, he brought me then to the first round of the or the second round of the Carling Cup. Then away to Exeter and didn't think didn't think I was probably going to get on, but um, I think it was nil nil at the time and came on in the 50, 60th minute and uh, the ball was Jamie Peters taking a throw on on the right hand side. And I've gone to get the ball early, get a touch early, get into the game. And I've played it back short to Jamie and the fella just nipped in around him and I've lost the ball and they've gone and scored. And that was my first that was my first touch in no. freshman football. And I'm thinking, Oh my god, what is just after happening? <laughs> so I've I've heard the roar from the stands like it's a packed out Exeter City and uh I'm thinking, whoa! Just well, I just want the ground to swallow me up here. But I said to myself, it's it's uh, I need to go here. It's either <laughs> excuse the language, shit or bush. There, yeah. uh, go first and see what happens. So, luckily, within ten minutes, I don't know what's the time on it. But uh, the ball was whipped in Shane O'Connor, my buddy from Cork, whipped the ball in and somehow landed on my head five foot. Steadhead and I I flicked it on over the keeper and uh, all the town fans were behind the goal and it was just an amazing moment. Like 19 years of age, just that feeling. Um, And you just want to replicate that feeling again and again. But um, then we went on. Steady was playing up front. Went on to extra time and we won. Chuck Chuck scored. Chuck Norris scored. John Stead scored, and we got out of there. We got out of jail. Um, but yeah, for me, it was phenomenal. It was surreal playing in the first team, and actually having an impact on the game was uh, was was phenomenal. You know, I'll never forget it.
1: Because sometimes some debuts for like a youth player is like ten minutes. You know, you come on for like a little cameo just to sort of finish the game. But at least you had a good couple of minutes. And of course, being involved, scoring a goal, and also helping you know win the team and of course uh, Roy Keane after the game I've got a bit of a quote here hopefully I've got it right Um, of all strikers at our club he's probably the most natural goal scorer we've got can you remember him saying that?
0: I remember him saying that because people back home were raving about it and they probably haven't stopped talking about it since (laughs) all these years on uh, they keep reminding me of it like he's just said it in the press conference or whatever it was afterwards (laughs) but he never said it to me so <laughs> um, so yeah I, I remember that
1: yeah um, of course that was a part of a, a really good run in the Carlin Cup that year we'll go on to that in a minute but then of course four days later you made your your league debut against Burnley um, did you of course once again you came off the bench but did you know you could possibly make making your first team debut in the league? Uh,
0: I don't know I think I was quite happy I was so young that's I was quite happy coming off the bench um, and that kind of suited me uh, coming off the bench because I was kind of this little lively player that would come on when the lads were tired yeah. uh, and kind of try and make things happen. So uh, at the time I was I was quite happy coming off the bench really and I would ha- I thought I'd have more of an impact coming off the bench. Um, so I was quite happy with that and um, as the season went on I, I kept coming off the bench but uh, then... Uh, he he got sacked in around Christmas time. So, um, then that was it. We we we're, we're on a good run. We're in the Carling Cup semi final, like against Arsenal, and um, you know, it was it was a good run in the cup. Obviously, the league was was poor form, but um things are kind of all right. Like, for me, I was only young, you know. I was, I was green, so yeah. I was just taken to, I was just happy to be involved with the first team.
1: Definitely. I want to, before we go speak about the Arsenal game, I'm unfortunately going to bring up the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge. A 7-0 defeat. You came on, I think, in the 49th minute for Jason Scotland. What was that like? Of course, you know, you're playing against some top players. Like, Chelsea weren't mucking about in terms of their team. You know, they had Checking Gold, John Terry, Frank Lampard... You know, Nicholas and Elcar, Daniel Sturridge. So that you're playing against some, you know, big names. Of course, losing seven 0 was not great, but what was that experience like playing at Stamford Bridge and playing against these big superstars? Yeah,
0: that was that was a baptism of fire, really. You know, mm. it was. I felt I was probably the fittest I'd ever been, but mm-hmm. I was no, I was nowhere near as fit as these boys. Like yeah. big Lampard in midfield. My God, you don't think? you think about his skill and his touch and his passing range and everything but you never think about how big that man is (laughs) he is he is a tank his legs are like three trunks and he just glides around the field pinging balls just makes it look so easy and I was I probably I was on the deepest midfielder and he was just dropping in and I just didn't know where he was Uh, he was just and obviously then he got Ivanovic and John Terry feeding him balls and all zipping balls in and he just didn't have a hope really um you had um Nicholas and Elka, Sturridge up up front uh Josh McCracken was playing in midfield he was on fire at the time um so it was <laughs> it was tough and uh i think um it was interim manager so we didn't have a manager um so it was it was tough it was a, it was a weird situation because um the lads didn't know if the you know apprehension, who's going to be the next manager? All all those things coming into play, but they just outplay, outclassed us on the day and playing at Stamford Bridge and the noise and everything was it, was it was it was it was class, but it was it was tough to take a seven 0 defeat. is just it yeah. is is never good.
1: No. Um, what was your sort of reaction like when you know when Roy King got sacked? You know, did you all have to go in together like in a meeting to sort of go? You know, Roy's gone. You know, what was your first reaction? And you know, the team itself. Uh,
0: yeah, we'd probably found out from Sky Sports like everything else. <laughs> uh, you find out from Sky Sports before you find out from your club. So, um, yeah, we went, probably went back in Monday morning, and uh, Tony Lopton was the assistant assistant at Burnley now. Um, he was. Just told us that Roy had left, and uh, I just have to get on with things. But um, I was devastated because I knew he kind of he kind of liked me. I had done my hard work <laughs> with with Roy, and kind of he knew me and what I was good at, what I wasn't good at. Um, but was still sticking with me, so it was. Um, it was tough to take, and then you're thinking, "Who's going to come in now? Are they going to like me?" All all these things go through your head. Uh, Money Young, he's not going to know who I am. All the rest of it. So it was it was a tough one to take for me personally. But it was probably, you know, it, we we weren't going well in the league, so it was um, it was a tough decision to make.
1: Definitely. Um, the next game, of course, once again, you had an interim manager in, in Ian McFarland. Um, Arsenal was up next, so <laughs> two big games for him to take charge of. Uh, semi-final first leg Portman Road uh, 1-0 win of course you didn't you know you came on in the 89th minute or stuff like that but still you're part of that experience you're part of the you played in the previous rounds and stuff playing against Arsenal once again they weren't mucking about you know Fabregas in the middle Theo Walcott was playing you know some big names still playing you know what was that experience like Arsene Wenger of course the manager there
0: yeah it was you know just uh, Portman Road um that was that was a that was an un, another unbelievable night. I was basically a supporter that night rather than a player, but uh, I came on for a couple of minutes at the end. Um, I suppose that I'd look forward to the Canon Cup games because they were kind of my games that year that I'd I get minutes in in the first team and I really look forward to them and really prep myself right for them games. But as they went on, I wasn't getting much because it was getting more serious. Yeah. I wasn't getting as much uh, game time, but when you're playing against Arsenal and the stakes are high, and you got Fabregas in the middle, middle uh, pulling strings, and uh, you know it's 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 a joy to watch um, them that type of that type of player. So um, yeah, to win one 0 at Portman Road, was, you know if you get a half decent result at, at the Emirates then you're in the Caroling Cup final at Wembley so you know all these things go through your head but unfortunately it wasn't to be yeah. um,
1: after that uh, of course then Paul Jewell was appointed manager um, of course you know your time with Paul you didn't really play unfortunately um, what was he like was he of course a bit different to, to Roy Keane yeah he was he was He was a scouser he was
0: yeah. um, he he was he was different, yeah. yeah. Same type of, same kind of aggression, but uh, yeah, he was different. Uh, so when he first came in, I remember the squad list going up that that Emirates game uh, uh, against Arsenal, and it was and every every player in the squad, there's a big squad, was down to how many appearances you'd made mm-hmm. uh, in your career, like basically. So. Um, I was out of the squad, didn't even get in the squad. Uh, so it kind of set the tone for what he wanted. He wanted experience uh, in his team, and it was kind of that was kind of the message that he sent out straight away.
1: Did you um? Did you travel to the game itself, or you know, or did you go and watch it?
0: I travelled. Yeah, I was in the wasteboard. I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and David Coley went down, and uh, we got a ticket, and yeah, it was. It was it was a great experience. it was a great uh, time for Ipswich Town fans, I'm guessing. Um, I was involved in it, so I I, I suppose Ipswich Town fans had uh, good memories of that run.
1: Then you um got a loan spell at Torquay. Uh, what was that like? You know, you were you living in Torquay or in surrounding areas? That was the first maybe experience away from Ipswich Town. How was that loan spell for you? Uh,
0: that was, yeah, it was it was the other side of the country. Torquay is down in uh Devon is it yeah. one of those counties? Um, like seven hours away from Ipswich, so you're you're seven hours away from Ipswich. You're a flight, still a flight away from home, so you're a really are away from home when you're uh, and out of your comfort zone when you go that far away to play football. So um, Turkey, you know, you're going from playing against 20, 30 thousand people to playing against fifteen hundred. It's a bit bit of a difference, and then that's all scaled down into training facilities and, um, gym quality and all the rest of it so you're, you're really, you're really thinking where, where are you compared to, you know, uh, Clayford Road where Ipswich train is just, you know, paradise compared to, the places you train, um, they wouldn't even have a training ground that you'd, you'd be training different places every day and, you know, you're thinking, Gene, you might get me back to Ipswich really, um, but, at the same time, you had a big chance of playing on the Saturday and starting on the Saturday and doing well. So that was that was a the motivation there, and it was um, it was tough living away from Ipswich from the people I knew, and obviously living I found it tough living away from home in general. Um, so it was it was a tough time. I'd spent six weeks there. We're going for we're in League Two. We're going for uh, promotion into League One, and we got into. Um, Got into the the playoffs, and uh, then I got called back, got called back to Ipswich then for the end of the season by Paul Jewell. Um, before we got to the end of the season, and um, they got to play in the playoff final at Old Trafford. Oh. Uh yeah, gotten <laughs> uh, absolutely gotten, but uh, yeah, they they lost. I think one nil. I can't remember who they played, but. Um, they lost one nil, you know. So <clears throat> I did feel a little bit part of that yeah. Turkey squad, even though I was only there for a couple of months. But it would have been nice to finish on a high that Definitely. season. But uh, I came back and I actually started a championship game then against Preston on the last games of the season under Paul Jewell. So that was it was it was kind of bittersweet that I didn't get to play in the championship final, but got to start a championship game. So or the playoff final, sorry and played a championship game so it was uh, it wasn't too bad but it was a good consolation
1: yeah definitely unfortunately that was your, your only start for town um, but you know it must have been great that feeling knowing you, on the team sheet you were going to be starting a game um, were you surprised that you know Paul gave you that opportunity you know you must have thought he's rec- recalling you for a reason because um, you're like why would you be recalling if you're not going to use me i could know, be part of this good experience You know, trying to help Torquay get to League 1
0: yeah exactly yeah um, he he might have he might have thought he, he might have had me in his plans or whatever I didn't really know what was going on back at Ipswich um, at the time because um, I wasn't you know he brought in his own players I wasn't really that pally with the first team players because they were a lot older than I was so um, I didn't really know what was going on but he brought me back anyway and uh we were. I went. I sat on the bench at Swansea away, and then the next game was Preston at home. And I think we had uh, coming up to that game. We had two shapes that he was thinking about um, using, and one of the shapes I wasn't in it, and one of the shapes I was in it. And I think he had uh, he had a word with um, David Norris, the captain at the time. What does he reckon? And he said the shape that I was in. So. Chuck made sure he yeah. <laughs> he knew that uh, the only reason I was playing was because of Chuck. So uh, yeah, so luckily Chuck said that that was the best formation to play, and I was in it. So um, I was delighted. I was like buzzing, get to play Portman Road on a Saturday. You know, that's what you're. That's when you're a new team. That's what you dream of. Like so, um, and it was good. and I should have scored. I should have <laughs> scored two couple on the day. But uh, didn't go in. But we won, and um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. But you need um, you need a few games at that level because you know after sixty minutes I was I was looking at the sideline saying you know my legs are gone here. <laughs> the you know the the pace of the championship you you're looking on Sky and you're thinking you know it's it's all right it's a decent standard they're lumping the ball a little bit. Compared to the Premier League, but once you're out there, the pace is something mm. else. You're you're constantly sprinting, or you're 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 constantly having to think about your next pass or what's going on around you. It's it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal experience to be in the middle. It's just a whirlwind. It's a ninety-minute whirlwind, and you just hope you come out the the, yeah. the right end of it. Really, at the end, and um, that's that's what's so addictive about it, and that's what's so exciting about it is that. It's so quick, it's so fast, and you don't know what's coming next. But if if you're if you're up to the speed of it, it's just it's it's exciting.
1: Which um you name checked a few players, of course, Chuck, David Norris. Um, which, in the first team, which sort of players were did you get along with well, or who did you room with when you you know went for away games and stuff? Uh
0: yeah, I suppose Shane O'Connor who I used to be good buddies with. Um. Would probably be my best friend in it yeah. um, in the first team and then obviously Luke who I came through I came through the youth team and then you've got Lee Martin uh, Chuck Norris was David Norris he was just phenomenal what a guy um, just treated everybody the same They're Just always bubbly um, always in great form always have time for you um, great great lad and uh, yeah there was uh there was lots of lads, but they were probably the they were probably the closest I was. Um, were Colin Healy was there. Uh, Darren O'Dea was there for a while. Know, Irish lads. You kind of stick to the Irish <laughs> lads, to be honest. Uh, so it was, um, no, it was it was good times. It was
1: good times. Um, the following season, you're again scoring all the time in the reserve team, um, but then you didn't get an opportunity in the first team. That season, but then you're you had a next alone move to Swindon Town uh, again. Now, another crazy manager, but you know Palo De Canio, um brought you in. How was he? You know he he quoted you He said he's a player who doesn't have a high size but is very mobile. Um, he's quick, but it, he isn't nasty. he's has good character. So you must have that must have been great. You know, a great player like him joining Swindon League Two. What was that like?
0: Yeah, I didn't know. But... <laughs> Uh, I did not know what I was. I think I was, we played a reserve game against Tottenham reserves, and I scored a decent goal in that. And I think they were and were watching. And typical De Canio he, see, he sees one thing and uh, he's thinking, right, he's the one, he's a man for me. I want him, and he probably never seen me play before. Um, so he's probably got on the he's probably got on the phone to Paul Jewell the next day and said, I want him. So um, yeah, so Paul Jewell pulled me in and said. Swindon wants you and I'm thinking who the hell Swindon Who who's the manager there and he goes uh, and then I was thinking it's, it's Canyon, isn't it and yeah. <laughs> he goes yeah uh, would you fancy it I think it'd be good for you blah 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 I said oh yeah definitely because I, I was choking to get out because uh, Paul Dule wasn't playing me um, you know he wasn't even putting me in the squad so um, it was it. Was, there was nothing really happening in Ipswich for me, so I wanted to get out and get games. So um, it was an all brainer to go down, and uh, then I was enduring the seven, the toughest seven months of my life <laughs> <laughs> under the Canio because he worked you to the bone. He was he was a tough taskmaster, and he was obviously an unbelievable player himself. But you knew why because he worked so hard. Um, so so hard and I expected you to work at that at that intensity as well so um, I think we had maybe seven days off in seven months or something like that (laughs) it was was something it was something crazy but we got the we got the end result we we ran ran the league pissed the league in the end and then uh, we got the JPT final as well at Wembley so it was a a good year professionally
1: you um, um definitely yeah of course you um you had your loan spell there because uh, course you returned to it was in general and apparently you know town rejected um an offer from swindon um did you sort of have any any say in that in terms of like you know you you think this could be a club you could maybe possibly join permanently for the long term or did you still feel like you had a future at itchers town
0: um, just trying to think what what i was thinking at the time um yeah, I, I I suppose. Um, I wanted to go back to Swindon, but uh, then De Canio was making these bids to to buy me. Like, and really he didn't need to. he Just needed to loan me for the rest of the season. You now, um, but he was putting in these bids, and Ipswich were rejecting the bids. And I'm thinking, right, if you're rejecting the bids, then offer me a contract, and and we can go from there. You know and but like the contract Ipswich offered me was you know basically the same contract so they were just covering their own backs really and uh, they just wanted probably more money I don't know I don't know what they were thinking but basically they stopped me from from going there permanently which would have gave me maybe a two three year contract which would have been nice Mm -hmm. at that age um, you know a bit of a bit of security. Um, but I signed a year and a half deal at Ipswich. But really, I knew nothing was going to really happen at Ipswich because Paul Jewell wasn't wasn't having me as a player. So, um, but I signed it because I wanted to go back to Swindon as quick as possible um, to get back playing. And um, so I, I signed the deal. Was I signed the deal at Ipswich, and then I went back to back to Swindon for the last six months and and we, we won the league
1: yeah, that's good and then of course you you experience playing at Wembley unfortunately not on the winning side but that must have been a great experience playing at a stadium like Wembley <laughs>
0: yeah it was, it was it was great experience again these stadiums are just phenomenal when you're playing and the, the noise is, is incredible and uh, I didn't start the game I came on 17th minute or something and um it, it, you you soak in the experience when you're on the bench because you're not having to concentrate too much on what's going on, so you really take in what's going what's going on around the stands and the noise and everything. And um, when you get the call that you're going to come on, you know what, the the nerves start going. And uh, we're one 0 down. We were we, we outplayed them the first half, and second half they got a they got a, we scored an G g the first five minutes or something so put us on the back foot um, and then they scored the last kick of the game just to see it. we were pushing on Um, so it it was a tough one to take um, because we believed we weren't used to losing Um, so we really believed that we were going to win it and um, it just wasn't to be on the day Mm
1: -hmm. One um one mention one more last mention on Swindon um, Matt Ritchie of course was there um you know what a player he's turned out to be did you sort of think he had something in him in terms of playing in the Premier League? Uh,
0: yeah oh yeah of course he okay. was he was unbelievable he was a joy to play with he the you know a good player when everybody knows what he's doing but you just can't stop it so he he'd always. He'd always run down the wing and then chop back onto his left and whip an unbelievable ball in, and he's still doing it in the Premier League now, and they still can't stop it. So um, it's just he, he was a great. His left his left foot was was unbelievable, and his work that ethic was was top notch. And uh, you know, if you have those characteristics, then you never know where he will end up. Um, and he's ended up in the Premier League, fair play to him, and uh, he's doing he's doing outstanding.
1: Um, of course, then you returned back to, to Itchwich and, of course, you, you made your final appearance um, in a 6-0 defeat against Blackpool. Not another good game to remember. But um, then, of course, Mick McCarthy came in that, that season as well. Paul Dio, of course, sacked. Um, did you have much interaction with him? Of course, you got loaned out again to Plymouth. But, you know, once again, a, a big manager, a big name, big character. Did you have much interaction with him?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can, uh, I can't remember what Monty... In, in
1: November because, I think yeah Tiber.
0: in around November yeah. um, that Blackpool game was is summer summertime or mm. start of the season I think and uh, yeah it wasn't 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 good enough to play in the first team so I was just training with the reserves and I remember training with two or three four people sometimes and things weren't good um, you know coming into to work every day and not enjoying it and it was it was tough to take, um, so I had to wait, I had to wait until January to get a move to uh, to League Two to Plymouth. So, um, butcher yeah, um, Mick McCarthy was 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 top notch with me. You know, I, I have nothing bad to say about him. It just,
1: I just I was probably too small again for his type of Long
0: football. Ball. Um, big Dale Murphy up front. <laughs> I would have loved to have played off big, Darl like with his whole of play and his intelligence. But um, you know that was the type of player that Mick McCarthy wanted in his team and his title play. So that was fair enough. That was that was his way, and I wasn't fitting into it. But um, yeah, moved moved to Plymouth then in, in the January to, for six months.
1: Then um, of course you got released. Uh, what was that like? Did you, you you sort of knew it was coming in terms of like? you know if I want to progress I need to leave basically
0: yeah yeah I, it, it was it was it was surreal um, getting released from Ipswich because you were there I was there for six years or something mm-hmm. so it's like getting released from your own home yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like um, what do I do now so yeah. um, luckily Chris Kouamia who was he was my youth team manager and reserve team manager Probably the best coach I ever had. Um, was the manager got the manager's job at Notts County, so um, he brought me there, and uh, and then I I had three years in Notts County, um, three really enjoyable years. So it was um, it, w- it was it was three again, like I said, from a release from Ipswich. But these things happen, and it was it was the right. It was the right call because I wasn't going to play in, in a Mick McCarthy team. Yeah,
1: because um, you know, League One, a decent standards. Um, with Chris, um, you, of course, playing regularly. Unfortunately, you know, you suffer relegation with KNOTS County. Um, in your first season, you played. I don't know if you remember, you played alongside Jack Grealish. Of course, he's gone on to. He was on loan at the time. He's gone on to be the superstar he is. I know he has his problems and stuff as well. But you know, did you sort of know as well? And have a young kid coming through. Did you think, oh, he could be a player?
0: yeah definitely oh yeah he was he was um he was different class um he he was coming in at eighteen he was yeah i think it was eighteen he was at the time and again he he legs like tree trunks and he was the best uh he was the best one v one player I've ever seen he just knew he just he was a genius he is a genius um at taking people on because he just knows whatever it is he just knows how the defender is gonna it, what the defender is thinking and he just knocks it past them and it just looks so easy and the defender's bamboozled and I, he, I don't know how he does it but he's, he's an absolute genius but uh, yeah, that year we had Jack on the left and Jamal Campbell Rice on the right Um, so it was me, Jimmy Spencer up front who was, who was in unbelievable form he was holding up the ball, playing me and I would just knock it wide to them two lads and they would just get the ball in the box and that was... It was as simple as that, uh, but the lads on the wings were so, so good that uh, it worked. It worked
1: every time. Um, I think um, that season as well, that summer, Danny Haynes came in and have a you know a known Itchertown town player. Did you know of him? When because you know you're a young player when he was playing at town, but did you know much about him? You have much. Yeah,
0: when, yeah, he was, he was, you know, he was, playing, he was scoring against Norwich in the East Anglican derbies, yeah. and he was a youth team player, and you know. He, he always had an affiliation with all the youth team players that came through and played in the first team because he wanted to be like them. Because you were, you were basically um, want to step into their shoes. Um, so it was. Then he came into. I think he was at North County okay. um, before I was there. Um, I think, not uh, in around that time. Maybe he came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Chris brought him in yeah so uh, and Danny Danny was Danny was un- unbelievable for I think he was at Charlton yeah, was. before and he was in great form but it didn't quite happen for,
1: for whatever reason at Notts County mm-hmm. of course um, you then left Notts County um, then returned to Ireland did you have any other interest in England or did you feel like it was time for you to go back home uh,
0: I, I didn't I was I was on trial at um, Southend, uh, just down the road from Ipswich, yes. uh, under Phil Brown, and I had a great, I had a great preseason there. And the last minute, he's he decided against against uh, signing me when he was telling me all the time that he's he's going to he's going to sign me and all the rest of it. But so that fell through, and that kind of gave me a sucker punch because I'd wasted basically a whole preseason at one club. Um, so then there was, you know, there was interest from other clubs um, in the conference. But uh, I think it was time to go home because I did miss home, even though I was gone for nine years. Yeah. Uh, I was still missing home, and um, and that. So I thought, no, it's time. I gave this a good whack and good crack in England. gave me gave me all. But it's time to go home now.
1: Have you um have you come back to Have you gone to any Twitch games or any games at all? since you've been back in Ireland?
0: Do you know what? I haven't been back to Ipswich since I left. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. I don't
1: think... There's no need to, is there, really? All the years have just flown by, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, yeah, need to go back.
0: I was actually thinking about getting the youth team back together maybe 10 years on or something like that, Um, because there's a few British lads that are still around. Mm -hmm. I met Luke um, Hayam when he was at South End, one of my best mates is mm-hmm. at South End Stephen McLaughlin so yeah. uh, I went back to visit and caught up with Luke and we'd we'd good crack over the yeah. over the over the years, you know, yeah. so um, yeah, maybe might get back to Ipswich, um, now that I'm with David Cawley and close contact with David, so might get over again and and visit old landladies and
1: landlords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing about you know social media because you know I contact you on Instagram and you know it's great to you know you could probably you can rediscover some of your former teammates and stuff via you know social media and stuff um, of course now you're back in Ireland um, you've you know you've had a few different clubs in Ireland um, now you of course you said you're closer to home um, of course you know season's currently suspended um, did the season already sort of start you know because Ireland they start their seasons a bit differently don't don't you Um so have you sort of already played a few games already? I think it starts in
0: yeah. It starts we we're in pre-season in January, so okay. It starts in the middle of February, yeah, and then goes through the summer summer league, and then you're finishing up the end of October, early November. So you get Christmas off here instead of having the the May and June in in England. So yeah. um, yeah, it's a totally different, totally different system here, right? But yeah. um. Yeah, it's all suspended now, so yeah. just, you don't know how
1: it's gonna go. You're um, you you're, you know you now 28. Um, what what's your goal? You know, are you look are you looking to get into coaching, or is it you know any other side projects you're going to be working on in, in the future? Yeah, I've, I've started doing a bit of
0: you know personal training and group classes and okay. stuff like that in the gym, which I enjoy, and that's just just dip my toes into that, seeing if I if I'm any good at this or if I like it. Um. And so on and I'm on the UEFA B um coaching course as well. Um, so I'm gonna dip my toes into the into the coaching as well, see if I like that, so just seeing what I like. Um, twenty eight now, so you're I don't know, maybe <laughs> I don't know how long left I have, but it's um it's uh, you know, you have to prepare yourself for for the inevitable of, of retiring and getting ready for the afterlife of, of, of playing. So it's. Um, I'm going to try and make that transition as smooth as, as possible because I know lads that have struggled in that aspect and it's, it's difficult because when you're playing at such a high level, if you're playing in the Championship or Premier League, such a high level for so long, you cannot concentrate or you cannot really, you don't have time or energy for anything else and you just put your heart and soul into that. Um, and then they end up at 35, 36 with you knowing nothing but how to kick a football so I feel in some ways feels, even though they have a few bob in the, their back pocket I feel sorry for them that they they don't have the time or energy to develop themselves otherwise other than football because it is literally what you do day in, day out all you think about so um, when, when you're when you're playing when you're playing League of Ireland you know you you have to think about. You're forced to think about other things because the salary just isn't there uh, in in the league, and you know that this is not gonna. You can't retire on this on this. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know that's that's the advantage of of playing League of Ireland, or you know, uh, not not at the top level of the sport.
1: Are you? Um, is it full time? You you are playing full time. You know.
0: Yeah, we're full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're full time. Yeah, so it's. Uh, no, the league here is, is definitely improving. Um it's got some good players in it that have gone in gone over to England, you know, played League One and are ripping it up in League One now, like so it's it's uh, it's um it's definitely an improving league and unfortunately this might really hit it hard. Um this pandemic is gonna hopefully not but uh, could hit the quality of the league which it was just on such a you know the figures were up and the attendances and everything, so um, it, it, hopefully this doesn't hit it too hard because it was really on the up.
1: Well, um, Ronan, thank you very much for talking, me, uh, talking to me. I don't want to take too much of your time up, but um, yeah, it's great to catch up with you. Talk about your your time at town and other other moments and stuff. Um, hope you keep safe and well. And um, is there anything else you want to add before we end this?
0: No, no I think that uh, thanks very much for It was it was good to relive those times. Like I said. it was eight years ago that I left and you know ten years ago when I was really in the thick of the action Mm. uh, and playing for a town and um, no, know like the facilities and the coaching staff are second to none in Ipswich and you don't appreciate them until you leave uh, what, what you really have there and and hopefully Ipswich can get back to where they belong in the championship and then hopefully on to the Premier League, you know, um, because they definitely have the, the facilities and the fan base. The fan base, they're phenomenal, the fanatics. So, um, you know, it was it was a joy to to, to train there day in, day out. Um, I, I know you only see us on a Saturday, but day-to-day uh, working there is a joy. So... Um, just like to say thanks for for bringing me on and reliving the reliving those days
1: from true crime to football brexit to hopeful for more great podcasts from archon head to audioboom.com channel slash archon